When should businesses with multiple locations have separate LLCs? That's the overarching question. Let me give you more detail that was presented. For companies with multiple locations, is it better to have each location be a separate LLC for both the business and the real estate? We currently have it like that, but we're finding some downsides. For example, separate legal entities are treated separately by health insurance companies. So each entity needs to satisfy the minimum number of participants in order to offer benefits at each location. If this offers the best legal protection, then is there a way to collectively use a holding company until business reaches a scale where a C-Corp makes sense? Or is there a better approach? This is a great question because it highlights business owners' competing goals. On one hand, your goal is to have simplicity. You want to keep it simple. You don't want to have a bunch of entities and have all the transactions between them and keep track of which employees are working for which ones. You also prefer to maximize economies of scale. For example, when you go to get health insurance for your employees, you'd like to have one policy for all of them, not having to have two policies. Or, for example, let's say you could get a bulk discount in a particular company. You'd like to maximize that by having all employees included, not having to parse it out between the different companies. On the other hand, your goal is to have limited liability. So the impact of one business doesn't affect the other business. In other words, if one gets sued for millions of dollars, the other one isn't at risk. So what do we do about this? By the way, too, I'm also very cautious of over-lawyering things because lawyers might suggest a technically precise answer that in business doesn't work out well. And that's why it's really helpful to have attorneys who represent you who understand not just the technicalities of the law, but also how business works. I think I would first see whether it is possible to have everything under one entity and get an insurance policy that would cover all the risk that you're concerned about. But here's the problem with that idea. There are going to be some risks that insurance won't protect against, like breach of contract. If you breach a contract, you are typically not going to have an insurance company who will cover that. Why won't they cover it? Because if you are able to just breach contracts without any consequence because the insurance company is going to pay the bill, you'd be incentivized to breach contracts all day. So insurance companies won't cover that. First, what I would do is I would look at the specific business and figure out what are the real risks that we're talking about here. If it's the type of business that has a risk of getting sued for, employment practices, so wrongful termination, discrimination, things like that, you can get employment practices liability insurance. So that's a great option. If it's a business that is putting products into the stream of commerce, so it's either a manufacturer, uh, a wholesaler, a distributor, or a retailer, then you're looking at products liability lawsuit risk but you can get insurance against that. You can get general liability insurance for your company, so if people slip and fall or have injuries, things like that. You can get workers' comp, and in fact, you're generally required to get workers' compensation insurance, so that if 
workers are injured, that gets covered. So I think I would look carefully at the business and say, all right, is there a way to insure against the risk and put everything together? If there is, often that can be the simplest approach because now you've taken care of the limited liability issue and you can just think about managing everything else within a single entity. The next step, though, is moving assets out of the entity. So you have a holding company and you have an operating entity. And the holding company owns all the real estate and the equipment and things like that. The operating company engages in all the activity, has the employees, has the contracts, serves the customers, etc. And then there's a contract between the two so that the assets of the holding company can be used by the operating company. So that's another way to divide this. Instead of dividing it by location, you move the expensive assets into a holding company and you have the riskier operational activity in an operating company. Typically, the holding company is going to be an LLC. The operating company could be an LLC or an S-corporation. The one advantage to an S-corporation is you can reduce some taxes in certain situations, payroll tax or self-employment tax. Depending on the size of the company, if this is a very large company, it likely does make sense to have separate entities for what otherwise would be called divisions of the company. Maybe it's separate locations or something like that. You know, a 5,000-employee company, certainly that could make sense to separate out some of the entities, especially since they often have their own P&L anyway. And it essentially means when business leaders are trying to assess how divisions of a company are doing, they often have each division create its own profit and loss statement. So the business owners or leaders of the company have the ability to see how is that division doing financially separate from the other divisions. So if you have separate P&Ls for divisions, then you may be at the size where it is worth having a separate entity for each division. So unfortunately, I didn't give you a clear yes or a no but I've instead walked you through the process so that you can avoid liability as much as possible while ensuring some simplicity, minimizing over-lawyering, and trying to maximize your buying power when getting health insurance for employees or fulfilling those minimum employee requirements when getting health insurance. There's an old joke that attorneys rarely say yes or no. They always say, it depends. And this is one of those situations where it really depends on the circumstances and you would be best served by working with an attorney in your state who can take the time to answer the questions that I just raised here or the topics and factors that I just raised. Talk through those with you based on your situation and help you figure out what is ideally best for you. All right. If you haven't already, subscribe at aaronhall.com free. You are welcome to check out our channel where we have all sorts of other questions from business owners and the answers provided to you. I do these videos as a public service, as a way to use my knowledge as a licensed attorney to help business owners avoid problems, spot issues to discuss with their attorneys, and improve the likelihood that you will have a successful company and successful life. 
It was great being here with you today.